0: Welcome to the Principal PLN podcast, hosted by Dr. Spike Cook, Jessica Johnson, and Teresa Stagger. Principal PLN is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in educational leadership. Be sure to follow our hosts on Twitter at Dr. Spike Cook, at Principal J, and at Principal Stagger. There are many great ways to contact the PLN. Follow the hashtag #PrincipalPLN or at #PrincipalPLN on Twitter. You can also search and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. All links can be found online at principalpln.com. Hey, Spike.
1: Hey, Teresa. How are you?
0: I'm great. How are you?
1: Good. I feel like um, we keep missing each other. It's like either (laughs) me and Jess or you and Jess.
0: Or you and Jess. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's it's just working out that way, but... Um, I think, but Jess actually this week, we're we're taping um, for anyone who's listening. We, we've taped, Jess and I taped this morning, and then Spike and I are taping this afternoon. So, right. But these are all going to come out a couple weeks apart. And Jess is actually going uh, this week to DC for the National Distinguished Principals thing. Yes,
1: yeah, she yeah. is. She will be on the East Coast. That's so oh, awesome. Coast.
0: She's going to be in Eastern time. That's going to mess with her so badly. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should That's warn fine. her. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she is time. She has struggles with time zones.
0: She does. She has a tough time. So,
1: what did you guys chat about? What are we like? Because I feel like we're building off of that. But yeah. what, what did you guys chat about last we episode?
0: We chatted about um, observations and walkthroughs. We had I, the conference that I was at last this past week. Uh, we talked amongst ourselves. It wasn't a part of the presentation, but we had had the discussions about. Um, you know, how you're doing your walkthroughs, what, um, you know, what tools that you're using, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so Jess and I had talked about, you know, I use a system called TeachBoost, and they have one in uh, Wisconsin that they have to use. I know you guys use McCrell. Right. Um, but, it, you know, we we're talking about computerized systems and, and what do you use them for? Do you use them for your three-minute walkthroughs? How do you provide feedback to your teachers? And so mm-hmm. we've kind of discussed that um, a little bit, but you know, on, from what we know. So right. this is a great, it's a great topic because I think so many principals struggle with this, um, especially new principals. So, you know, talk about what you do with your walkthroughs.
1: Yeah, so when I got to uh, Millville about three and a half years ago, they had already started, I think that was their first year that they were really rolling out with Fidelity, the Walk Power Walkthroughs. So back then, everybody was using like iPod touches and stuff, right. and um, we had um, quotas that we had to do, which we still do. I'll talk about that, but uh, there was uh, 10 walkthroughs a week, and you had to get – every teacher had to get 30 in the district. So as we went through this process, um, as a new principal, I thought it was awesome because it was something that was already embedded. You know, I, I didn't know what life was like without them, um, right. but I sure understand like – what life would have been like without them because it, it really requires you like at the baseline to get out into the classrooms. So um, we did a lot of work with McCrell and ASCD. They were really uh, impressed with the stuff that we were doing in our district because we're collecting thousands and thousands of walkthroughs, and we were training the staff, we were training uh, the administrators, we were you know, working on our inter-rater reliability and it was it was great, you know. So we, um, in fact, that was one of the things that when Jessica came to see me at ASCD in Chicago, that we were presenting on. You know, what's the what's the uh, you know the perception of the walkthroughs? Uh, we started out the classroom level, the coach level, principal, and then my superintendent assistant superintendent talked about it from the district level. So, um, you know, we we've had a lot of experience with with the walkthroughs. Um, as a um, as a principle, I think that they're completely uh, 100% uh, worth it. You know, um, I, I guess that there's all different types of tools that you can use. There's all different types of things that you can do and uh, ways that you can collect the data. So I, I don't know if, if that's so much the discussion as to really like what do you do with them. You know, so. Um, so that's that's kind of where we are. Right? I mean, I can talk a little bit about that. So tell me a little bit about your your walkthrough process.
0: Well, we don't you know we don't have a set form. We don't there's not really anything. they They kind of said, you know, go ahead and do your observations and mm-hmm. you know use whatever you want. right. So I found you know, I use what they're being um, evaluated on at the end of the year. And so I just kind of go through there. But TeachBoost, I had mentioned um, in the podcast with Jeff, is it or with Jess, is that there's just a really nice. Um, it's online and it's a really great tool because you can. It helps you send things to the teachers. You can, mm-hmm. you know, send a letter. You can. They can log in and then it has a part of it that allows for um, like they have professional development videos, like a library. Mm-hmm. And so anything that mm-hmm. you're struggling with or that you feel that they're struggling with, you can assign a video to for their professional development kind of have them, um, you know, look at that if you're trying to give them something to work on.
1: Do you know what model that's off of, TeachBoost?
0: I don't know off the top of my head. No, no. They're very helpful, okay. though. Um, yeah. It's, it's a great company. Oh,
1: wait. I think I know what you're talking about because I think the guy from TeachBoost, I, I think Probably, I've talked with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah.
0: And he, yeah. Did, um, he yeah. did Justin Bader's Instructional Leadership Challenge last year. They incorporated that into the challenge Okay. And then you could continue on with it if you wanted to. Um, I never mm-hmm. got a chance to last year. It was one of the things that fell off my plate, you know, yeah. <laughs> something had to, but um, but it worked out. Now You know, this year now I'm able to implement it fully, and Title II funds pay for it. Yeah. So that was really helpful too because we don't have anything that we have to use, and it's a nice way to keep it together, but Jess had discussed, you know, how she does it with Evernote, and mm-hmm. it seems really, really easy for her with the checklist and the way that she's got it all set up
1: yeah I, I when I look at it um, like I said before it is it is definitely an essential part of our um, experience in Millville um, we have collected I, I want to say over over the last three and a half years I mean like like, Maybe like over 50,000, something like that, something like oh insane God. amount, right? So when you look at like the interrater reliability and how things like really start evening out, it, it's really cool. How we use yeah. it, like particularly at, at the district level, is like w- when we have administrative meetings, we report out on our data. So what are we seeing, you know, are we seeing whole group instruction, small group cooperative groups? Are we seeing, you know, what level blooms are we seeing? Because okay. um, the philosophy is like how do you measure the academic climate culture of your right. building and you can't really do that through like I mean there's different ways that you can do that but it's hard to to kind of like you know, put your, your, your finger in the air and say, well, you know, I think the kids are learning. I think right. that they're engaged. You know, like, It's really hard. It's just like with discipline. I think it's the same thing. You've got to use some sort of measure or metric, like how, like how, many, how many write-ups do you have, you know. That kind of gives you the, the, the climate and the culture of your building, you know, as far as discipline. So when, when you're looking at the academic uh, part of that, I think, it, I think it's really helpful. What I do uh, specifically as a principal is, so I do at least 10 walkthroughs a, a week, and they're, you know, they're non-evaluative, and I very rarely give the feedback on the walkthroughs at that time, because there's, there's, it's meant to be a mosaic. Right. It's meant to be something that's building off of, you know, uh, of their instruction, and it's just a small glimpse of what the instruction is. So there's a progression, there's, there's, um you know, we, we you, know, find, you know, what time of the class it was, like beginning, middle, or end, you know, we look at what are the um, the primary instructional strategies? The secondary structural strategies? How are they using technology? How's the teacher using it versus how the kid? How are the students being assessed? Um, do the students know? You just ask them a simple question. You know, what are they learning and why? And um, and then basically, as that mosaic grows, then we kind of understand what are the things that are going on in our school. And then. Um, What I will do with the staff at least once a month is I'll take that information and then I'll send that out to them, usually through like a screencast or a screener. And I'll just say, because I don't want to take a lot of time during the the faculty meetings to do that because we do a lot of PLCs. So I'll take things like, you know, um, like screener and I'll just go through like, this is what everything's looking like for this month. Nothing individual, nothing even grade level wise. Okay. Um, And I know there's a lot of people who would say you know well it's it's better to give them the feedback and I think honestly that's something that we struggle with we we collect the data we do a great job of analyzing the data right. and then it's like okay so what and how do you share with the staff
0: well and that's you know that's the question too is so well let me go back because I had a question about something you had asked sure. earlier so you do 10, um, 10, walk-throughs a, 10 walkthroughs a week yes right so how long are these walkthroughs and how many staff do you have in your building
1: Okay, so they're three to five minutes. Okay. And um, I have, um, I think I have 30 staff.
0: Okay, so you're seeing so, them on average once every three weeks?
1: <laughs> right, yeah, right? but I, okay. uh, Yeah, exactly. So okay. what I do, since we're a big district, there's 11 right. schools and there's like a gazillion administrators, um, all the supervisors are required to do uh, walkthroughs. So after. Like a, after like six or eight weeks, I'll develop a list and then I'll see like, because we have targets. So okay. by a certain you know time in the year, you should have at least five walkthroughs on all your teachers. So when I pull that information up, and it's so easy, I pull it off of McRae's site. Okay. And then I what I do is I send it out to the supervisors and I'll say, look, for some reason I'm not getting to my resource room teachers or I'm not getting to my third grade. So when you guys come over, can you hit those areas? Because I couldn't, okay. if I had to do... 30, it almost would be impossible to do 30 walkthroughs a week. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd I'd get nothing else done.
0: Well, and that's what I was just, that was the reason that I asked because I know we have, I have 12 teachers and that's including my pre-K and the aide in the room. So realistically, I have 10, you know, teachers that I need to observe. So for me, hitting every teacher every week should be happening without excuse, but right, it's got to be hard in a big building.
1: It is hard, and um, you know, but it, it requires you to be out there, you know. And right. in fact, it's funny because, um, what I've had to do is sort of schedule myself like it's an observation. So I'll tell my secretary right. so I'm going out to do walkthroughs, and I've already told my staff that when I have my device out, I usually just you know use my right. new iPhone that I just got. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I had to
0: that we were playing with iPhone. We tricks for the, the show.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Teresa's great. Just tweet her with any iPhone questions or Apple Dirty questions. Nerdy, nerdy. <laughs> so, um, but when I have it out, I'm. That's what I'm doing. So it's, it's it's as if I'm doing an observation. And unless you're 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 bleeding or, you know, or dying, just you know, please don't bother me. So, uh, and that's difficult because what I tr- what I try to do now is purposeful walkthroughs. And that's a little bit different than the regular walkthroughs that you do like, through sure. Crow. So, for instance, last year, one of the things that I got into, because we were using a new language arts program, is to do purposeful walkthroughs. So if I have three three teachers per grade level, and I start at, you know, 10 o'clock, I go from one to the other to the other. Now, they're, of course, in my building, they're not all next to each other. That would be right. too easy. Yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> yeah, so I want to see... You know, um, are they all doing the same thing or at least in the same area and then take it a step further as like, you know, are they meeting their standards? Is this connected back to their lesson planning? Because, you know, one of the things that I struggle with is, you know, this is all based off Marzano's. Uh, you know, meta-analysis stuff that he did in the '90s and early 2000s, and it's great stuff. So, but the theory is, if, if somebody's generating and testing hypothesis and they have the kids problem-solving, usually you're going to see like cooperative grouping. You're going to see high levels of blooms. But what if it's not tied to what, like the standards are? Yeah. So it gets really difficult when you do it purposeful. So that's the kind of stuff that I look for, like. And sometimes it's, it's weird because you'll go from one class to another to another and they're literally finishing each other's sentences. And then you go to some grade levels where they're just they're, – they're way out of sync. They're That's not near, near where, they sh- where they should be.
0: That's so tough. Do your teachers plan together?
1: Mm, no, not as much okay. as they really should. I mean I think it's, if anything it's informal. Right. They don't have a whole lot of time during the day. No, so if no. they do it – yeah, if they do it, it's, it's kind of on their own.
0: I remember when I when I was teaching. Um, well, when I was teaching, <laughs> I only taught in one place. But um, I was always so impressed. Our second and third grade teachers. We had four classes of every grade level. K. Well, one through five K. We only had mm-hmm. two of each. Um, but it. I was so impressed with them because they would lesson plan like they they would split up their duty. So one of the teachers, one of the four of them, would decide what they're going to, like they would do everyone's lesson plan. They would say, here's the plan, this is what we're covering, and then they would would photocopy it for everybody. And then somebody would say, this is what I use for this, this is what I use for this, if you want it, I'll make you a copy. And they would just make four sets of copies of everything that they were doing and share the resources. And I always thought that was so cool because the kids were in the same place at the same time but it also allowed the, you know, the individuality of each teacher, but it really helped if you know, there was a substitute in the building because right. there were three other people who knew exactly what you were doing that day
1: yeah and and I think that when I see that in the certain grade levels and we have that a little bit because there's there's a grade level that I have that only has two sections and okay. I know they split the, they split it up like yeah. the math that they do one does the math one does the language arts they switch they flip they you know they do a lot of stuff together right. and um and so I will that's a grade level where I will see in fact I just did it on Thursday we had it off on Friday but i I um you know I went in and they were both doing um, multiple no, multiplying three three uh, numbers so five okay. times seven times four okay. you know and they both had the same prompt that the students were working off of on the smart board so you know in my opinion like I go in there like yeah it was whole group at the time but you know I you know because we've been so ingrained in this so I'm immediately looking at okay so what's the conversation like is it, um. You know, is it a higher level? Or are they applying? Or are they, you know, evaluating, or are they analyzing, or are they just like remembering or understanding? <laughs> you know, it's like right. the, the more like walkthroughs you do, it, it does it, it it's and I talk with my uh, my colleagues and my supervisors about this a, a lot because sometimes it, it becomes pretty robotic and I hate that aspect of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like where it's like I come in and oh, all I'm looking at is what's their grouping. <laughs> right, know? right. What, right. what what are the level of questioning going on? Is it, is it a teacher led discussion? Is it you know student engagement? You know, what's the technology loop? And I'm like, oh yeah, sometimes I just gotta like, okay, there's a learning process going on right, here right. too.
0: <laughs> right. Right. What are the kids doing? Are they enjoying themselves? <laughs> are they having a good time?
1: That's you know,
0: tough. It's like it is, it's true. When you've got a checklist, it's like you know, it, is that what you're following? We One of the conversations Jess and I had had earlier was that um, one of the things at this conference that was discussed was having a purposeful evaluation but saying, okay, so for my walkthroughs this week, sending my teachers an email and saying, I'm gonna, I'm literally doing a walkthrough. It's going to take me two minutes. I'm going to pop in your room, and this is what I'm doing. And I am looking for X. That's the only thing I'm looking for. I am looking for oh, wow. that the learning standard is posted on the on the board. That's mm-hmm. it. I am looking to see that you know the students are learning cooperatively. That's it. And then at the end of the week you kinda take that data and use it and say okay well you know this is what I was looking for. At any point that I dropped in your room whatever you were working on the standard was on the board. So right. if anybody were to walk in the building they would say this exactly is what the kids are working on. And you know the kids know what they're working on too. It's on the yeah. board. This is what I'm looking for. And by giving that one thing, it kind of allows you to um, get out of that, you know, like you're talking about the mechanicalness of it, because the only thing you're actually looking for is the one thing you told them. The rest of it is whatever you're observing. Yeah. You know, what... (laughs) Yeah, and dear, I'd, I'd
1: love to talk to her about that because you know um, when you when you start going down that road, then it's like, well, well, I did have it, but you were only on there for two minutes right. or something like that. So, um, w- like, and that's sort of like what we saw. Like, you gotta, I, I think somebody's gotta be careful with this because, like, one year we as we went through the progressions of the nine strategies, um, you know, the month that we were doing identifying and sim- uh, identifying similarities and differences. I saw a thousand Venn diagrams, right? right <laughs> but did I really right. need to see that? That's because their last one, they were like everything was turning into a, you know, a Venn diagram. I swear, I think, and I think they become programmed that, like, every time I walk in our supervisor walks in, it's like, whoop, they stop what they're doing and then they, they put a Venn diagram on there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and you don't want that to happen either. No, goodness, no. <laughs> but it is helpful for them to know what you're looking for. Um, like, for instance, we're, uh, you know, we're under some state scrutiny, so we had folks in the other day, and, you know, so they have their own, you know, sort of walkthrough that they're doing. It's about 10 to 15 minutes they stay in the class, but they're looking for student engagement, and they're looking for those things that you're talking about. Like are are things posted? Um, you know, what's the level of rigor in the different, you know, if if they're in, in instructional centers or whole whole class, you know? So, um you know and and it's helpful because then it's like then i have other people who have no uh, i wouldn't say they have no agenda because they certainly do have an agenda but right. they have no like they're not have trained in our system right. so it it, w- it was some good feedback but um you know, I just, I just feel like the, the purposeful stuff that, that is going on, the, the, the feedback is, is really important, and that's something I'm going to be re- working on a lot this year. Is that how do you give them feedback? Because it's supposed to be non-evaluative. I think any, right. anybody who talks about this, no matter what they use, because I think there's components in Marzano's new, you know, uh, system that he has, and uh, Teach Boost, and I'm sure there's Danielson model. Um, when you're talking about just doing a walkthrough it should be non evaluative.
0: Right, exactly. But in non evaluative, is that also does that also mean not giving the feedback? You know, it's well, like, and that's, that line.
1: I struggle with that line. Yeah. I don't know because you can learn a lot in 3 to 5 minutes you know and you you know, you can get a really good you know idea of what's going on so if you do see some things that are troubling you know kind of what we were told is like then you just you put your device away and then you just you stick around for a little bit longer because there we need to be in those classrooms anyway so if there's something that's going on and and it really doesn't suit the educational you know mission of your your school you probably have to put that away so that's not a part of the discussion and then right. you're just in there and you're like all right listen kids were way off task they're right. talking over each other you know and and that's that has to be somewhat evaluative because that could be a conversation that also was at the beginning of yeah know, that whole that whole piece
0: well, and Jess is—I think Jessica's—you um, know—email at the end that she that she does to them, even in her non-evaluative walkthroughs. Those have been really helpful for me, um, as as an administrator, because she does her—you know—I noticed and I wonder. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not—it's um, it, a nice whether it's positive or negative, but it has nothing to do. It doesn't go in their file. It's not—you um, know—it's not evaluative. It is just it's a coach. You're you're trying to help, you're being a coach. It's not it's not going in their file, mm-hmm. but it's something to help because if the only time that they're getting any feedback is the time when it's it's an evaluation, that's no good. You know, they don't know what you're looking for. Even if you showed them, it's like the first class and you know the first test in grad school. You go in and you're like, "Well, I'm going to do what I think I'm doing." And then you get graded and you're like, "Okay, now I get it." You right. Know, now right. I know what they're looking for. Now I can do it differently. So
1: yeah and i've i 've used that from her uh you know coaching hat that she talks yeah. about a lot like I know we were voxing about that so i've been using that in my in my observations too because you know one of the things that I see with we went with the McCrell system for evaluation as well. And um, it's an excellent, in my opinion, end of the year ops a summative of ava- um, summative evaluation uh, on these teachers. Now, as far as what you see in twenty minutes or forty minutes when you're when you're in there for a form, I actually like more of the old school stuff where you're you know you're writing things down and you're you're saying things like that. Like I wonder, like I wonder what was going on. Like what what were you trying to do there or right. you know or or this is something that I learned or even. Taking it to the next step because it's like so. What did you do from there? You know, like I was in an I I did an observation the other day where, um, you know, I was trying to determine what the teacher used for formative assessment Uh, because, in my opinion, I always they're always doing a formative assessment. They're scanning their room to see what the kids know and stuff. But it's become a big you know sort of thing formative assessment. So I asked her, you know, so after I left. When did you assess them on, on that skill? And she said, "Well, the paper that they were collect, you know, the paper that they were putting into the, you know, to her little her little box. That was part of the formative assessment. And then the next day, they used uh, Kahoot, which is a great, great formative assessment assessment tool if you have enough devices where the kids can do, you know, eight to ten questions, and uh, it, it really it really um, brings the class together." Um, you're, do you know about Kahoot?
0: No, is it like Socrative or whatever? I don't even know how you say that.
1: Is it oh, Socrative? Yeah. yeah, it's sort of like it's in that same family. It's like or Plickers. Plickers are, are good if you don't if you only have like one device. Okay. Um, but um, I'll have to send you the link. I oh. I blogged about um, Kahoot because I, I I was in that I was in somebody else's observation and they used Kahoot, and the kids were just so into it. It was really oh, yeah. cool. And then instead of, and the way I like it is like, because when you're collecting formative assessment data, like in the past, usually it's a piece of paper, or it's a thumbs up, thumbs down, you know. Yeah. With this, like, you actually collect that data, and then... Each week, it sort of builds on it. So you have like a graph that you get, oh, um, yeah. and and it's really cool because I know you guys have iPads, right?
0: Yeah, we're one to one. So that yeah,
1: you're one perfect. to one. This would be perfect because you know at the end of a lesson, and and for some reason, uh, the kids get all jazzed up about I'm it.
0: I'm sure, and, yeah.
1: You know, and then they can do a a cahoot, and then. Um, then they go on to their next activity or whatever it is, and the teacher has that information. So it's that's so much done. better than doing like, okay, you know, put, the, you know, put that in my mailbox, and then right. I'll read that later.
0: Yeah, that's no fun. That's, let's make sure that we get your blog post in the, um, in the show notes.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: On that. Um, so let's talk about really quickly um, about the different systems. So you're using McCrell and is that in New Jersey? Is that something that you all have to use?
1: No, no, we chose that. So okay. um, in New Jersey, it, it, it could have been Macrell, uh the Danielson model, or Marzano, and I think there's a strong. Um, okay. So I think there's like four state-sponsored uh, evaluation tools, okay. and then you, you could have applied your own, you know, the one that you were using before, sure. you could have applied for that Um so, so,
0: Talk about how like what it for someone who like I said, for for us, we don't we don't have a standard this is the tool that you use And, and there were no suggestions given. It was like just use whatever you think you should and here's your evaluation. So for for people who are in a situation like mine, how do you suggest they choose a tool?
1: Well, I think the first thing you have to look at, uh, especially in a situation like yourself, is what the what is the going to the cost going to be? You know, because yeah. when you when you get into these these um, these programs, they're going to you know, like I don't know what we spend for McCrell but it's it's going to be you know, you're going to spend some money because you have to get you know access to the website and access to all their tools and stuff like that, and then they're, they're reporting out. So. Um, that's why some people do, you know, the same thing, and they may say, "Well, we use a Google form or we use this," right. because not, they don't want to spend, you know, the, the money on that. So I think it it should go back to what your your instructional strategies are going to be. So for us, it kind of works together because we use classroom instruction that works, you know, as the teaching okay. tool. You know, what, what these are the things that you know people have found through research after research about what works. So whatever that is, what, whatever those things are, and then basically you can just – I think if, if you were to, to develop your own or to look at, at what you know, what's good for your school, if you didn't want to go with, like, a CAN program, is, okay, so maybe with the teachers, you know, say, so, right, so what do we value? What are the things that we value in this school that we should be seeing, like, you know, um, grouping, whole group, small group? Cooperative group pairing individual, you know, something sure. like that, and we value all of that. So you're going to see a, bu- a bunch of different ones of those. Or maybe okay. you say, well, we don't like to see a lot of uh, whole group. We like to see cooperative. We like to see that, you know. So you sort of build your, uh, you build your, your spectrum there, you know, and then. Um, I think it's really good for the teachers to have input on that too, because, um, like in your case, you know, you, you, like you said, you have twelve teachers. You have spans, you know, K to eight, right? Yeah. Pre-K. Or PK. Yeah. Eight, Pre-K to eight. So what what you may want to see in the little grades is not so much what right. you want to see in in the older grades. And then, um, so for your own, you know, you, you have one per grade level, one teacher usually. Yep. Yeah. So. I mean, so yeah. That I mean it's it's not like you're like well you're not gonna compare and contrast like yeah. the different you know grade levels, but you know the different time of the day is gonna give you information too. So it sure um, is. yeah, because in the morning they're probably always doing you know math more, or language yeah. yeah, and, and then they're a little more other,
0: focused.
1: And and every other Friday at two thirty you're doing and science right. and social yeah, studies. Yeah,
0: exactly yeah it's a i mean it's a very different very different situation when you're doing elementary and middle school
1: but, yeah exactly yeah, and it's and fun so i that's what I would recommend you know getting everybody together and saying you know, what, what are the things, you know, you, you know your basic outline of what, what good instruction looks like and sounds like, so, you know, maybe, you know, putting it back on them and saying, all right, so what what do you want me looking for, you know, um, because this is non-evaluative, you know, when I come in, I'm just going to be in there for three or five minutes, and, you know, I want to see, you know, these type of things, and then also, I think the most important uh, aspect of all this is that you always ask one of the kids, you just kind of go over to them and it's like so what are you learning or like right. what what's going on in here what's what, you know so that you know like are are they able to articulate what's going on
0: that's a great point a great point because i think a lot of a lot of what we you know we're assuming that they're learning or we're assuming if we're watching you know the the actual lesson if the teacher is giving the instruction we we're assuming that that they know what they're learning but they may not
1: and even the little guys, like, yeah. I will go in, like, I was in a, um, I think I was in a Spanish class, I just tweeted that, that uh, the, that blog post that did oh, a book, hashtag the principal PLN. Um, I was in a, in a, I guess it was a second grade class for Spanish, you know, and th- she's doing some great stuff, the kids are up, and they're down, and they're singing, and doing all different kinds of stuff, so, you know, once again looks like a great lesson, you know, all that kind of stuff, and then I go over and I ask the the one little boy, you know, so what are you learning about? And he just looks at me like,
0: Yeah, <laughs> I
1: don't know. Uh. You know and then I, so then I'm like, okay, so do you know what class you're in?
0: R- right, right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and,
1: and I'm hoping to hear Spanish, right? <laughs> he actually gave his class like, that he's in, you know, oh, a
0: like teacher's a name.
1: name. And I'm like, okay. So, but do you know what you're learning about right now, like, like what class you're in right now? And then he was able to say Spanish. And then I said, so did you want to tell me anything else? And he was like, N- no. So in that kind of thing, I was like, well, he he couldn't articulate what the what the lesson was. At least he knew where he was. Right. Um, so that would be either a, you know, could not articulate the learning objective, which is fine. Right. Um, or you know, maybe you could give him a little credit because it is a second grader. They knew he was in Spanish. He's he's not learning about, like, you know, American history. So (laughs) you could partially, you know. (laughs) But it's funny, though. Like, sometimes you go in there and, like, they will tell you exactly what's going on. It's really cool, you know. Like, well, we're learning about um, multiplying and dividing uh, three-digit numbers, you know. And it's like, whoa, where did you come from? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Where the teachers will say too, like, like um, they're like, "Why did you ask so and so when you came in my class? What was going?" On? I'm like, "Well, eventually, I've got to ask everybody, right. you know, because some kids will just look at you like,
0: yeah, And they're like, like "I
1: knew he was going to say that."
0: <laughs> you can't ask the one that you know knows. You know, right. you can't walk in and watch the kid who's got their hand raised the whole time because you know. They know what's going on.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or yeah. So I think what our teachers do, like, in the classrooms, like the ones that are closest to the door, I think they put, like, their superstars there. And you got to work really hard to get to the other side of the classroom and start asking those kids. That's really smart. The kids are, like, looking out the window and stuff. <laughs> it's, it's great. That's as long as they, you know, I, I, think so. I think it's, do you know if you're in school or not? <laughs>
0: Do you know where you are? <laughs> right. Let's start there. Are you in yeah. class, we at home. Are you, what are we looking yeah. at here? Where yeah. are you? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you have to do that. So, just a reminder that um, Jess, uh, Jess Media as uh, the um, works with the Edco Edu coach, has right? Edu Coach on Wednesday nights at eight p.m. Uh, Eastern time. So, if anybody who's listening you know, wants more information on, you know, how to coach your teachers as opposed to just evaluating, um, that's a great place to go. Also go ahead and send her a tweet, send any of us a tweet, and check the blog because we'll put all of the um, all the the links and the posts and things of everything that we've talked about in there uh, when this is it.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's, like, like you said, I think this is a really important uh, topic for us, and especially as, you know, even though we have so many different things that are going on, I think this is one of the more crucial ones. Like, you know, it just forces you to get out of your your classroom, and, I mean, I'm sorry, out of your office and into the classroom. And also, you know what it does, like, getting, you know, tying into social media or being connected is that then you see cool things going on, and then you can just snap a picture and tweet that out, you know, it's not part of the evaluation. It's not part of the non-evaluation either. It's just a way to tell your story. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, this has been great.
0: Awesome. So thank you, and thank everyone for listening. Remember to subscribe on iTunes. And um, until next time, Principal BLN out. Thanks for sharing in the learning with us today. Remember to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and continue the conversation by joining the Voxer Group. Links can be found at principalplm.com.